0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is going on, guys? It is your boy, Dylan, at Thunder Chats, coming to you with our presenting sponsor, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline continues to be your number one source for all your basketball wagering needs, including pro and college hoops throughout the year. With ultimate odds, stats, and trends, you can follow your favorite team's path to the playoffs with in-game live betting contests and all the best player props. Experience the world's best wagering platform anytime from your desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today to become part of the team and remember to use our promo code BLEAV, that is capital letters B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: And what's up Hello Topic Thunder. Um, I am your host today, and your only person on the podcast. Yeah, I know. It's just me. It's just freaking me. Where's Dylan? Where's where's Cone? Where's Jerry? Where's Steve? Where's Alex? They're all not here. It's just me. Um, everyone had obligations today or, or something or other. And, uh, they were like, Hey, um, you, the guy who kind of knows thunder stuff, but not really, why don't you just take over and only take over for the next, you know, 30, 45 minutes and, uh, just do what you want. So we're going to do what we want. I'm going to talk about what I want. I can talk about UNC basketball for the entire time. I could talk about Elliot Cadeau, but I'm not going to. Uh, We're going to talk about Thunder Basketball. And we're going to talk about, first and foremost, the main thing that happened today. And boy, oh boy, are we surprised by this, guys. We're super surprised. If you've been following along, we did not see this coming. Um, Mike Muscala is on the team now, according to Woj. Could not have seen this coming at all. And uh, I want to start the podcast with just talking about him. But I realized before I went live, I was like, who wants, to t- who wants to hear me just talk about him and what he brings to the table? So the producer of me was like, well, why don't we um, make it a little more entertaining for the YouTube listeners, at least. Sorry for the podcast listeners. Uh, by the way, shout out the podcast listeners. You guys have been killing it recently. We've seen the numbers. They're bra- they've been awesome. Uh, but For any of you who are watching me and listening to me, I have a special treat for you. Um, We're going to just watch the last year of Mike Muscala in Oklahoma City and his highlights while I talk about him. And and so here we go. So um, if you would like to watch, here are his highlights that I found. I'm not going to put the volume on for copyright reasons, but here you go. Um, Mike Muscala is officially in Oklahoma City. It was announced today. Uh, Dylan had the scoop already. He's mentioned it, I think, on his Twitter. He, uh, he knew. That's all I'll say. He knew. Uh, and we all knew, but we couldn't say anything. We just heavily implied it. But, uh, we're very excited to have Mike Muscala on the podcast. He brings, obviously, a, um, A three-point threat a a shooting threat and he, he really was if you look back to what he brought before he he went to um the celtics and then the wizards and then the pistons he really was the uh chet before the chet in the sense that he was the big man that could spread the floor uh for this team and now now that we have chet on this team who already can spread the floor. He's going to be able to do so on the bench and uh, get get some minutes with uh, the case and Wallace's and, and uh, I mean, obviously a little bit of J dub in those minutes too, but the fact that he is, he's going to be a part of this team for the playoffs. I am incredibly excited about, very excited about, um, and, and you can't, the fact that he brings like a uh, an offensive point to this, but also pretty pretty legitimate defensive side of things too, is uh, is something you can't be too happy about, can't be too excited about. So, uh, Mike Muscala, the Moose is loose. We are happy to have him on the podcast, and uh, or not on the podcast. Well, maybe I spoke too soon there. Maybe I was talking a lot of turn, but we're happy to have him on the team and we're certainly have him happy to have him on the podcast. If he wants to return, uh, we put our most recent or our only interview with Mike Muscala out there recently, because you know, why not? But uh shout out to the moose. We are happy to have him. And, uh, yeah. And before we, uh, and before I end this, I do have one other thing. I'll, I'll let the highlights go just a little bit more while I pull this up. Um, But we tweeted on the Topic Thunder podcast one of the better Mike Muscala moments in Oklahoma City um, when he had an opportunity to go to free agency and re signed with the Thunder back in that uh, 2021, 2022 season. Uh, He had a great answer as to why he was back. I think Andrew Schlecht was the reason or the person who answered this quite ask the question, I should say. Um, and I just want to play that real quick because I love it a lot. So without further ado here is that from start to finish. I think I realized when I went full screen, I was only on my camera, but, uh, you heard it for those of you on the podcast. Uh, Mike Muscala is one of the best guys ever. Um, if that didn't if that didn't uh, convince you right there, I don't know what will um he's a great guy, and um, he's someone who loves the Thunder. He loves this organization and uh, you couldn't you couldn't ask for a better person to to be a part of this community. and he's also happens to be a really good player as well. So we are so happy as a topic, Thunder community, and uh, as a Thunder community. Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. Nothing was playing there. I guess um, I'll try that again. Uh, well, that's that's really unfortunate. Thank you, Joseph, for mentioning that. I will try it again. Um, maybe later, but but not now. Uh, I don't want to mess with that. So uh, we'll have to just remove that from the from the podcast. In the youtube later but um it was it was the covid post-covid interview um in that year 2021 2022 when uh he resigned and he got very emotional about it um about how he loves the city and and loves the the community and the fact that he could have gone to a at the time a playoff contender but chose not to chose to stay here, and uh kind of why he did. I always hate when when shit doesn't work on um on YouTube that really as a I don't know, it just bugs me a lot. I'm sorry for those of you that are listening. I'll try to do it again maybe a little bit later on, but anyway, the point is Mike muscala is here, and we're so happy to have him uh on this team in the playoffs. he's definitely gonna make an impact. Uh, Jay will, by the way, um, was hurt mildly. We don't really know the extent of the injury yet. I think, uh, Brett Dawson, maybe mentioned something about it today. Um, but it's still not super clear on his timetable. So depending on that, he's going to probably take over some of those minutes. I would ha- venture to guess. And, uh, yeah. so we may be seeing more of Mike Muscala than, uh, and less uh, in the near future, which I think is a good thing. So anyway, uh, happy to have Mike Muscala again. Uh, I'll I'll try it one more time just just to just to see if it will work. And I will um, ask the live chat if it is playing. If not, I'm gonna um, see if this works. I'm going to share my
2: screen. A little bit more, like, like what? Are
1: the, Let's back this up.
2: The shooting, especially at a premium in the league. I'm going to play here. You could,
3: you could probably go play for a better team.
1: You'll be able to hear you this. You know,
3: you can put go play for a playoff team. But you talk about how you'd like to stay in Oklahoma City. Can you maybe go into that a little bit more? Like, like what are the reasons why you'd like to stay with this organization, or why that? Um, you were happy to stay Thank with you your yourself. position past the deadline. Yeah, um, I just feel like it was a, I'm going to get a little emotional probably, but <laughs> it was just coming to OKC, uh, it was just, uh, it was, I'm grateful for it. And it helped me a lot um, as a as a man and as a player, just uh, even this year, you know, my family watching from home, um, I don't know, it Just I just feel like uh, the organization's values and, and the fans here and everything, um, it just it aligns with, with what I feel. So it made it, you know, just really uh, gratifying to come in every day and go to work um, and just, you know, have that, even this season, have that to do when so many people were um, struggling, you know, with COVID and, and all that just even the opportunity to play basketball um you know just meant a lot to me so um you know whatever happens this off season like i said i'd love to be back but i'll always be a a thunder fan and always rooting for the thunder
1: yeah that was that was what i was trying to uh put on the podcast the first time so again uh, i'm gonna cut it out i'll let the you know, whoever's doing the podcast figure that out too but yeah um I love Moose a lot. He's an awesome guy. I'm uh, honestly, he's one of those guys that like he, you would want him to be your, your buddy, your pal. Like he's, he just seems like a guy that you can trust. Um, Love him a lot from a distance because I'm just a fan, but still love him a lot. So we're happy to have Moose. I'm glad that worked. I'm glad we got that sound bite in because I love it a lot we tweeted out. I appreciated it a lot. Um, and, uh, yeah, moving on. Uh, that was the good news for the week. Uh, the bad news was we had a pretty not awesome game against the Spurs. Um, so I'm not gonna like sit here and, and Give you a ton of numbers ton of stats i mean i'll I'll pull them up for sure but uh my my thoughts about this game from trying to be as unbiased as possible was uh if you are watching this for the rookie of the year battle i think it's it's probably set i think wimby has it um He's been really good. I, I don't. I don't know if you can. Oh, I hit my microphone. I don't think you can really argue um, that Chet is definitively better than Wimby in a individual statistic standpoint. I think, obviously, being a Thunder fan, you have a little bias there of the fact that he's on a team that is more successful. He's playing into that team a lot more. In terms of his role, but Wimby that night was um, was awesome. Oh, we have some breaking news, and I was keeping track of this, but I, I wasn't paying t- too close attention since we went live. Uh, the Timberwolves have lost, so that's great. Um, that means our standings are not in jeopardy. So if I go to NBA.com, sorry to interrupt the. <laughs> the Spurs recap that you all were loving for on the Thunder, uh, Tiger Thunder account. I know you were waiting for that. Um, we are now still a half back. I guess that has uh, that updated yet? Not sure. But I think that means we are still within shooting distance of the Wolves. Um, they were a close one they were a close one tonight. So they must have lost. I just kind of took that one off of our chats word. So I appreciate it, chat. Um, lost to the Kings who they were playing. I don't know what the final score was because it wasn't paying attention. I, I could look it up in a second, but um, we, we are still. Uh, oh, okay. So yes. Thank you. Ibrahim technically tied, but in second place, it's probably not updated. Yeah. Um, that makes sense. So we're back tied. We're back tied. That's good. We can make it up on Sunday, which we'll get to in a little bit. But yeah, good. Good to see that we finally got a Wolves loss and the Kings finally helped the Thunder in some way. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, the back to back to the Spurs game, which you all wanted to talk about. Uh, Wimby was really good. Uh, the highlight that everyone's showing is the Wimby to Chet block. That was good. That was good. It was really good. Um, thank you, Joseph. One twenty-four, one twenty, 120, uh, for the Kings win. The um, the defense for the Thunder. I don't know. I, I put this out on Twitter. I feel like people disagreed with me for some reason, but it wasn't good. It was like I don't know how you can argue the defense was great when you give up a hundred and what was a hundred and thirty-two? Yeah, hundred and thirty-two to the San Antonio Spurs. It was a final in overtime. Thank you, Ibrahim. I love getting. I'm getting updates on the on the Timberwolves game in the YouTube chat as I'm trying to talk about the Spurs game. I love that I'm trying to multitask. Um, but the yeah, the defense was not good on the Spurs game, uh, and especially that second half, the end of the third, most of the fourth, every shot was going in. It was, it was just not. It was. It, I said this in our group chat on Topic Thunder. It definitely felt like the Pistons' loss in the sense that as soon as you let a team, an NBA team start rolling, they're just going to keep rolling. They're going to keep going. They're going to, they're like any professional basketball team. If you give them enough shots that they see go in, they're going to, they're going to get confident and they're going to keep, um, they're going to keep making them. So it doesn't matter if it's the Pistons or the Spurs or the Wizards at this point who are awful, by the way, I think they've lost like 13 straight. The, the fact of the matter is you're going to give a team shot. They're going to make them and they're going to keep making them if you, if you let them. So that's, that's kind of what happened with our defense. We just kept playing them make shots. And then it, it bit us in the butt because in that fourth quarter, we were in that game for most of it, the, the final score, it was a 14 point game, but we, we were in this game. And what was really the emotional dagger in my opinion was uh, the moment I want to say was like, I feel like it was either within two or three minutes of the end of the fourth and the Spurs basically had nothing when had the ball for most of that shot clock and just kind of threw it to Trey Jones, hoping for a prayer and he made it. And, uh, the fact that he made it was like, it was just like, ah. Man, if we, if he had missed that and we had gone down and like at least scored something, that's a game. But the fact that he hit a three, we were already down three. It was now a six point game. It was like, it, it just felt like emotionally it was over at that point. And then I think after that, like, I think that was when the chat block happened. And then, uh, a little bit later when we hit that ridiculous three. So it was definitely over at that point. So, um, yeah, just not a good game. One of those games that you just want to, like, swallow and move on. And, and that's what we're going to do, because um, I'm kind of done talking about it. Uh, I, I do want to mention, because somebody put it in the chat, yeah, Dort was not good. Um, I mean, to be honest, a lot of people were not good tonight uh, on that game from uh, shooting-wise. But, yeah, Lou Dort was one that we've been kind of keeping our eyes on because the last two games he's not been great. He was 1-6 of six from deep. Those last three misses, um Joseph mentioned in the chat the last three misses were not good. He had three straight three he, he had three straight shots. I mean, I, why do you give lose three straight shots in any situation when it's crunch time? I just I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that at all. And um we're gonna mention this, I think, in the mailbag that we have, which by the way, if you're in the YouTube chat right now. Um we're doing a thunder mailbag today. Um so if you're here if you're active in the chat, uh send us your thunder questions. I'll I'll answer them probably. I'll just answer as many as I can. Um but we'll we'll talk about this later on the the mailbag, but um the thunder lineups both in the second quarter and pretty late in the fourth quarter were interesting to say the least. Very very interesting. Um isn't my Bianbo was in there for some reason? In the fourth, I don't know why. Um, but anyway, yeah, some some interesting choices from from Mr. Dagnall, Coach Dagnall. Um, yeah, Lou, Lou, going back to Lou, didn't have a great game. Um, Shea was um, offensively not as efficient as you'd expect. Twelve of twenty-two. I also thought defensively he was not as good as he usually is that's not to say he had bad defense but um it's not the all defensive caliber that you expect from him at this point uh i mean everyone was not really great defensively so it but jay you just kind of expect greatness from him on that end and, and just just didn't feel like he he had that tonight um and yeah, Joseph mentioned in the chat only took three shots in the fourth. You can't, I mean, Lou, uh, not Lou, excuse me. Jada does feel like the fourth quarter guy, especially early, but if Shay's only two, shooting three shots in the fourth, um, that's not great. I mean, he was two of three, but still. So yeah, that, that's a bounce back game. We played the, the Suns on Sunday. It's in Phoenix, but it definitely feels like one of those games that, um, Given the fact that we just lost to the worst team in the Western Conference, feels like this team's gonna want to bounce back with their competitiveness. Um, I expect I expect a resounding win in Arizona. I, I I do. I legitimately do. So um that's my that's my that's my future game recap for you. A resounding win in okay. Phoenix. So that's all I want to talk about with um, with that Spurs game. It was just pretty, it was pretty gross. It was pretty gross on all ends. Um, the big three did fine. I mean, I mentioned Shay, but um, the only other guy I do want to mention, I do want to shout out is um, Isaiah Joe. The moon balls from this guy. If you've, If you've not been paying attention to our Twitter account, or I think Thunder Chats, Dylan has.
3: Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's.
0: Mix things up with any size
3: lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. ba 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 ba
2: Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I've
1: been posting it too. Isaiah Joe has the greatest moonballs of all time. I, uh, I love it a lot. He's, and he was the only reason, Isaiah, or he was the only reason, excuse me, that the Thunder were in this game for most of it was Isaiah Joe. He was so good. He was so good. He had his shot tonight and it really does stink. It really, it's a stinker that, that we gave up a game where Isaiah Joe was shooting that well. And especially to the Spurs that makes it doubly painful to, to swallow. So I do want to shout out Isaiah Joe before we wrap things up. And finally, I mentioned it a little bit ago, but hopefully Jay will is okay. He got hurt late in the fourth. Um, still don't have a great, Situation on that, but maybe somebody in the chat knows a little more than I do. Let me know. But yeah, that was the Spurs game. Um, if there's anything else I missed, let me know. So let's get to our uh, Thunder Mailbag and we'll wrap it up there. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys too long on a solo podcast. I know these aren't always the, the most exciting because it's just me talking, it's just one guy talking the whole time. But anyway, we'll get into it. Um, our first question today on the Thunder Mailbag comes from. Who do we want to do first? Let's do um, Steely Dave at David Fulgham 6 asks us, what's going to happen with the number 33 jersey? It's a great question because if you have not been paying attention, Gordon Hayward has number 33. But Mike Muscala also had 33 when he was part of the Thunder. So, what are we gonna do about that? I, I actually don't know. My guess, uh, if I had to say, is uh, he's probably just gonna be number. I don't know. Is 34 available? Anyone, nobody's 34, right? Just be number 34, or maybe Gordon Hayward will will bow out and and give him. His number. I don't think that's gonna happen, but um probably the the least interesting thing will happen in the fact that somebody uh, then Mike Muscala will probably just add a number to his original number and call it a day. Cause he's that nice of a guy. He's probably not gonna make a huge deal about it. Um, so I probably I would probably expect he's not gonna be thirty-three. It's gonna be like thirty-four. Um oh yeah. Joseph and Ibrahim in the chat. Uh you guys are Co-podcasting with me. I need some co-podcasters tonight. I appreciate it. That's what you need when you do a solo pod. Anyway, that's, that's a great question from Steely Dave, but probably not a very interesting answer. Uh, we have a question from, well, do I want to take this one on? I guess I will. Uh, this is from at Henry X. Agarit. Agarit. I don't know what that means. He had a long question. He said, we have ample data at this point that certain lineups are obviously superior to our current starting lineup. The one subbing Giddy for Joe is plus 40.8. Why is the team disregarding this information? Is this team a charity? What has Giddy exactly done to earn the start? Hmm, great question. Before we get to that, Joseph in the chat did say Mike Muscala had 31 in Atlanta. It might be 31. That's a good point. We'll see. But getting back to the lineups, I did see today a post-game interview, or not a post-game interview, not at that at all, a pre-warm-up interview with Mr. Coach Dagnalt, uh, courtesy of our friend Clemente. And I will pull it up right now because I thought that was a very appropriate response that Coach Dagnall gave that I want you all to have right now. So I'll share this with you, and I will make sure the audio works before I share it. This is Coach Dagnall's thoughts on the Giddy and Bench lineup.
2: guys, out of All-Star Break, you know, we can't allow the...
1: Let's see
2: guys
1: out of all-star break you know we uh, can't work. allow i don't hear any audio on my end
2: relative success going into all star um to that sucks into so i did watch this video
1: beforehand with the team. um i don't and know if it's actually playing if it isn't pause to it i don't hear anything on my ears but uh essentially what he said in this interview in this i don't know if you call it an interview but a uh QA. and a uh the oh it is working okay wow I just, I guess I don't hear. I'm going to play from the beginning. Let's back it up.
2: You guys, out of All-Star Break, you know, we, we can't allow
1: the, you guys the relative Appreciate
2: success it. going into All-Star Break to bite into our aggressiveness with understanding what we have with the team and also our aggressiveness to continue to develop the team and develop our players. And the more aggressive you are and the more exploratory you are, the more you're going to introduce um, failure and the more you're going to introduce success and we're willing to incur the the setbacks to see what we can uncover with the team. Um, And so that's not speaking specifically to that lineup, but just the the overall mentality right now is one of um, aggression and exploring and, you know, doing everything we can to, number one, learn everything we can through the A2 games about our team and prepare every player for as many situations. We want everybody to be ready and confident uh, as much as we can, and, and that's part of that too. Mark Shays, he's obviously a he
1: So it's funny because I couldn't hear any of that. I I don't know why. I I saw it before. I am, but um, to try to remember what you all just heard, uh, I remember he he was basically saying like the experimental factor of it all is that there's going to be some failures and there's going to be some successes and that's kind of what you expect. He also clarified in that interview that he wasn't talking about Giddy, but, at the, but let's be honest. That was, that was probably about the Giddy lineups. Um, the, the fact of the matter is he's just kind of experimenting. He's, he's messing around with some lineups. That's what it sounded like to me, at least. And some of them are going to work and some of them are not. And uh, they, they didn't work uh, on, on, uh, for our Thursday, Thursday night. And, uh, you know, that's going to happen, but at least you get that idea, I guess, ahead of time. I would have still, I think somebody mentioned it in the replies, um, yeah, exploring Giddy on the bench. I don't know why you still wouldn't explore Giddy on the bench if that's your mantra for this, because I think he's got some potential there as like the, the ball handler. That's his, that's his role. And uh I mean, I'm for one not a, a long-term giddy advocate. I'm I'm supportive of him on the team as is, but like when you know, I, I I do want him to move on eventually because I think he needs to. But as for this year, I think like if if there's a spot for him, it's the it's the bench and it's the ball handler of the bench unit. And it kind of sucks that he's not being a part of that 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 system. Um So, and I don't remember the exact lineup that, um, I remember a lot of people on Twitter were kind of clamoring for it. I, I, I guess I could go back, go back, but I don't want to waste time on the podcast live, but there was a bench unit where the, the starting five did not include the big three. There was no Shay, there was no Chet, there was no J-Dub, and it was Giddy and and four other guys. And it doesn't really matter who the other four are. If it's not one of the big three, at least on the floor, that doesn't seem like a good lineup. That doesn't seem like a, a winning formula for for this team. So, um, and then I think I mentioned at the beginning, but like the fact that Bismarck Biaba was in the, the lineup in the fourth when it was still a game at that point was pretty interesting. I guess, again, it was him experimenting, but... I guess I don't know. I guess if you if it's hindsight, it's like, yeah, it's the Spurs. You could argue that he's experimenting because it's the Spurs, but at the same time, it was like it was a pretty close game. It was very close for most of that game. So I don't know why you would throw that out there at that point. Um, but yeah, that was that was questionable, to say the least. Um, we have a question from. Um, we're going to go to where is it? We've got one from Ben Glover. Ben Glover has been a loyal Twitter, active Twitter account for us for a while. Appreciate you. Um, he says, which current thunder are you the fourth most excited about? And the implication is that the big three are the first three. Um, that's a good question. I saw this before we started recording, and I was thinking about it for a little bit, and I had a couple of different answers based off of my mood, um, and so I will give you my current answer. But that answer could definitely change. Who I think is, I'm the fourth most excited about for the future. Um, right now, if I'm being completely honest, my fourth most excited. The, the player I'm fourth most excited about is Casey Wallace. And uh, it's not because of the stats he's putting up, per se. He's putting up very good stats. He's he's very efficient, and everyone is talking about him as a rookie. But I think if you were to pull most Thunder fans, they would probably say Isaiah Joe, or they'd say Aaron Wiggins um, as the fourth most maybe even Kendridge, probably not, but I love Kaysen because he's so efficient. And I think what's tantalizing about him is that he's so efficient and also does not get a lot of usage right now. And so the tempting part of that is like, well, what if he gets more usage? What if he gets more touches? What if he gets more shots? What could his stats look like then? What could he provide then? And we don't really know yet. And I think as someone who's, you know, not like a huge X's and O's guy, just kind of like loves to, you know, just watch fun basketball and and uh, watch fun fun plays in general. I think he's a guy who could provide a lot of that, but also provide a lot of like positive impact on both ends of the court. You looked at that Spurs game. We kind of over... I, I didn't really mention him much, but he he got four steals in that game. And two of those steals were for legitimately fun plays. There was one play where Kaysen uh, picked off the inbound pass for the Spurs, gave it to j and it was an and one on the other side. Just an easy three-point. It was essentially a five-point turnaround because we got a steal on the other end and got three points out of that. And then there was another one that... Uh, was a steal that I'm, I'm blanking on right now um i remember i posted but i can't I, this is why I'm, I, I'm not this is why i'm not the the normal host of this podcast is i i forget these plays so often but i remember there's another one that was a steal and an immediate bat uh bucket on the other end um so Kasten is is one of those guys that's just there's so much there for him. There's so much on both sides. The fact that he is very efficient from three, he's he always makes the right plays offensively. He's always in the right defensively, and he's so young at this point. You've got to I mean, how do you not love this guy? that That's definitely my fourth most excited uh, player besides the big three. So that's my answer there. we'll do one more question. We've been good. 40 minutes. We're closing on 40 minutes. That's that's plenty of time for you to hear my voice. Way more than than you need to. We'll do one more from. We'll do one more from at the Doug Beck. If you've been following along, Doug is a, a menace to me. And he is, continues to be a menace because he has is all the poor lighting to hide cockroaches. Now I will say for you YouTube listeners or YouTube watchers I'm not I don't have poor lighting. I've I've made good effort for good lighting as you can see here. This is not the final format. There's just whatever that is in the back. I need to figure that out and there's stuff right there, but you know there's been some poor lighting on this podcast. I will admit it. We've been we've been going through a I guess a, I don't know what you call it, a, a, a phase where we don't really know what's going on with the YouTube. We're getting there. I, I really want the YouTube to work. I'm trying to get it to work. Um, it's tough. It's so tough compared to Twitter. But uh, yeah, the other the the folks on this podcast have been so used to just the audio form that uh, yeah, it's not been it's not been great lighting wise. But we will get it. Figure it out. And uh, the short answer to Doug's question is, we're not hiding cockroaches. I've had no cockroaches, by the way, since um, since the summer, in case anyone was curious. Um, just staying clean over here i've I've, uh, I've had a couple of bugs, but no cockroaches. Who the hell cares, Tierney? I don't know why I'm talking about that. Anyways, that's the end of the podcast. Um, to wrap up, let me give you all a quick prediction of the next few games before we're back for our tuesday podcast uh because we have a couple games before then we play the suns in phoenix and uh it's a back-to-back because then we play the los angeles lakers in la we have a west coast uh field trip we also play the Trailblazers, but that's on wednesday Uh, we'll have a podcast before then so i won't predict that I'm going to legitimately say 2-0. And, oh, and the reason, again, is because I think we got a fire under our belly after that Spurs game. I really do. And uh, I think we come out, both of these games, they're both going to be late, by the way. If you are on the, in Oklahoma City, uh, you're going to have to stay up a little later. Uh, but, but I think both of those are wins. Uh, Joseph in the chat says, Suns win, LA win. Uh, agree. That's exactly what I said. So can't i gotta gotta agree with you you just you just have to assume after that loss the the competition of this team doesn't feel like they're just gonna roll out in Phoenix and just be very nonchalant. They're gonna want to win this game, so I think that's what's gonna happen so anyway, I appreciate by the way. I just want to end before I end this. I appreciate anyone who sticked around for this podcast. I appreciate you a whole time. Shout out uh, Joseph. Shout out Ibrahim in the chat. You guys are the OGs. I appreciate you a lot. Please stick around. I will I will remember you for days to come, for many months to come, for many moons to come, because the fact that you stuck around for a solo podcast with me in it um, is means a lot. And also thank you to anyone else who stuck around in the YouTube and followed along. Um, I appreciate you as well. And shout out the podcast listeners again. We've done really well December on the podcast. I really appreciate the podcast listeners. You guys did awesome. Um, please continue to listen and to share and subscribe on YouTube and to like the stream, all that jazz. Um appreciate it a lot. So with all that said, um, Appreciate you all listening. Uh, Hoop when you can. God bless. And as always, Thunder Up. Shout out the chat. Shout out the stream. Shout out Joseph and Ibrahim one more time. See you guys.
0: Thank you for listening to the Topic Thunder podcast. Our podcast is available to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, or anywhere else you listen to your podcast. Be sure to leave us a five-star rating and a positive review, and follow us on Twitter, at OKC Topic Thunder. Thunder up!